Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to Season 3, Episode 4 of The Psychologists Are In. I'm Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Albertson. And today, we are talking about the greatest adventure in the history of basic cable with quite possibly the greatest guest in the history of basic podcasting. That would be Jay Chandrasekhar. It was so lovely catching up with him. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. Uh, Such a joy. Lots of fun memories. You all are going to love it. Hi, Tim. Hey, Maggie. Hi, Jay. (laughs) Hi, Maggie. Hi, Tim. (laughs) Tim, what's behind your head? What's going on there? um, Just a set of beautiful blue blue balloons. Blue balloons, that's tough to say. That my best friend sent me for my birthday a couple days ago. Uh, yeah. So Tim's birthday was Friday and yay. yay. So Tim, what'd you do? What'd you do? How, how did you celebrate? Uh, so last night, as we talked about last week, went and rocked out at a Frank Turner show at the Wiltern, even though I'm now totally done with COVID, my voice is a little scratchy because I was screaming so much and yelling and singing along as good. Here's the really cool thing about Frank Turner shows that, I mean, that, I, I mean, I always know there's cool things about Frank Turner shows, but the, um, Crossover fans between Frank fans and psych fans was pretty epic because the tour manager, the wonderful Tree Steed, who listens to our podcast in Manchester and all over the so world, so sweet, so um, sweet, set up this amazing little sort of private VIP area for me, so I could because I'm in the wheelchair, so I get, could have a good view. So you walked in and said, "Frenchner Tim Amundsen birthday party." So everyone walking Shut into up. the venue could sort of see this little area. So people kept coming up to me and saying, "Hey, happy birthday, man!" By the way, love psych, and um, a lot of them love the podcast. So I'm oh. gonna before we get going, um, to the dude with the with the tight mohawk and the um, Battle Legend t-shirt who came up and said happy birthday and how much he loves the podcast. Thanks, man. It was really nice meeting you. And um, all the other people whose names – I'm sorry I didn't get your name, Mohawk, man. But uh, it was it was really dope meeting you. And um, everybody else, thank you for coming up. I don't know if they're all listening to the podcast, but it made my heart uh, really warm in addition to the bourbon I was drinking. <laughs> oh, nice. Of course. What kind of bourbon was it? What kind of bourbon were they serving? I'm not sure. What, uh, Allison grabbed it for me, so I'm not sure what it was. It oh, was that's some, nice. It was, I don't think it was Angel, Angel Zemi, but it was, it was still delicious Kentucky Magic Water, whatever it was. We love Kentucky Magic Water. Yay! That's a perfect celebration. I've, because of COVID, I haven't been able to like hug my friends at the band for a long time and get some up-close pictures. So got some great pictures with my, with my boys, which was really fun. And we just rocked out at the show and then uh, went home to bed. So I get ready for our, our, to podcast the shit of it with my bestie and my friend Jay. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard Frank Turner. I'm excited to try Frank Turner. 
Well, He's cool. Oh yeah, you're um, like a you're a music guy, Jay. Like I feel like you know a lot of music people. I do, I yeah. do. But I gotta get turned on to this Frank Turner. He's I was great. Sending, I will email you some some epic uh, lists. Great. So he, he's originally like he's a punker from he's a punk rock guy from England. And then he sort of went a little more more folk punk, and this latest album is is a lot sort of harder. Is back to sort of rig, his original roots of a little harder punk. But this dude just did fifty states in fifty days. So we were wow. forty. He's flying to Hawaii as we speak right now. He's on his way to Hawaii with Matt Nazir to do their their acoustic show. Amazing. But this, this is the last um, full band show of the tour, which was pretty, I got to say, it was probably my favorite Frank show I've seen. And I've seen a lot of them. I love it, Tim. That is, uh, that makes me so happy for you. That that's how you got to spend your special weekend. Thanks. And I, I, I think I said last week that I was in England in 2015. So he came to my, my birthday dinner for that. So this is my second birthday. I could spend with my buddy Frank, which was. Love it. And Matt and Tree. And it was pretty, pretty lovely. Um, Tim, we're so lucky to have our dear friend Jay here with us today. I'm I'm cannot thank you enough because this is a it's so fun to, to like actually just to see you and catch up with you, but also uh, you directed this episode. But but this was in what 2008, and so I was looking. He didn't just direct the episode; he directed the shit out of this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Excuse me. He directed the shit out of this episode, um, and I was thinking back, Jay. Well. We'll get to uh, other stuff you have coming out in just a second. But I was thinking back because I think the first time I met you was on the set of Beer Fest. Uh huh. <laughs> you won't remember this. You won't Wait. remember this. Um, Roday and uh, Eric were both in that movie, and Roday had just done Dukes of Hazard with you. Right. And then you came up and did, and I kind of, I, I don't, I think we maybe interacted for a second, got to, in, got to know you on this episode. Then you directed Angel from Hell, yeah. which was an episode, I, uh, uh, you did an episode of that, the show with Jane Lynch, which I'll, I, I know we bumped into each other last year in Vancouver and I brought up this story, which I hope it was okay to tell. Because it was such a crazy episode. On the Angel from Hell, because yeah. the shooting at that concert in France had happened, and you had friends in the band. Right. And I, I'll never forget it. It was such a, like, uh, you just don't forget those moments, like where you no. were and what was going on. And yeah. Anyway, you now have a movie coming out this week. Yeah. So, darling listeners, in case you're not aware, Jay uh, is always a maker of very fine comedic entertainment. And I think, yeah. um, obviously, the movies we mentioned is proof in the, is in the pudding and the episode, the four episodes of psych he's directed. Yeah. Four episodes. You get to see, you get even more proof tomorrow. Go see Easter Sunday in the yes. theater. Comes out. Are you in it Jay as well? I am. You, you know, <gasps> the, the film is about, um, it stars this guy named Joe Coy. Who's who awesome. is yeah. the biggest ticket selling comic in show business right now. Oh, um, wow. He's like, he came to LA recently and sold 58,000 seats over three nights. Like he sold out the forum three nights in a row. He That's... sold out the, the basketball stadium in uh, San Francisco two nights in a row. Like the guy is, is just this massive comic. And, yeah. uh, you know, during the pandemic, I'm going to name drop Steven Spielberg saw, um, <laughs> uh, name drop all of, you want. One of his Netflix specials. And, yeah. you know, he's like, wow, this guy, Let's make a movie with this guy, a guy. And so they called me and said, can you take this script and kind of, you know, tune it up a little bit and then direct the film 
And so I flew to Vancouver and uh, and I made this film with this comic who I'm a big fan of. And it's his first movie. You know, it's like and it turned out it turned out really well. And and, you know, Universal, you know, the 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 film business has gotten a little crazy now in that in that we are the only uh, comedy coming out in a wide release this summer. The only one. And and I just want to pause one second, Jay. Yeah. So you're saying uh, our good friend, Steve Spielberg called you and said, Hey, can you do this thing for me? I love that you just brushed over that too. I was like, can we please go back to the part where Steven Spielberg called you to fix a script, not fix, fix up a script and direct a movie. Can we just, well, let me just, (laughs) let me just be frank here. Like, he approved me to go do it and then had his people call me and say, hey, will you go do it? But, same thing. Same thing, yeah, Jay. But he's it's- a big fan of Joe Coy. Uh, and so while I was making the movie, I would get, you know, I would get great casting notes. I would get like, hey, this actress, this is what do you think about her? And we kind of kind of were able to do it I mean, because there's a pandemic. So we, we've been never actually right. met. Right. We just because he's, you know, he's an older guy and he didn't want to get COVID and. You know, you know how it goes. So, um, but like, for example, on the first day, Joe Coy wore a, a Los Angeles Dodger hat. And I got a note from Mr. Spielberg that's the next day that said, movie stars don't wear hats. And Hello. I'm like, so I'm like, hey, Joe, uh, let's lose the hat, pal. Uh, Tim, sl- Tim slowly removes his hat right now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, I, that's hilarious, by the way. I love that Spielberg. But also, I, 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 I love, you know, you kind of think, Someone who is as busy as he is and that they're not watching that closely, maybe to me, but to to even catch that note and to to send you a message about it. Woo. Yeah, it's incredible to be working for the king of show business. Back in the day, I was excited just to get a parking pass at Amblin Entertainment. <laughs> Jay, that is so okay. So keep going. You said uh, you you were going on about getting the call to direct. Yeah. So and, yeah. so we went up to uh, Vancouver, and uh, I, I hired a a friend of mine named Kate Angelo, and she and I uh, and the original writer we rewrote the whole thing. And you know, the film is you know if you've seen Joe's stand up, there's a lot of time spent on the you know, his mother's character, who's just this like uh, insanely type A uh, immigrant Filipino mom who's just really wanted him to be a nurse and was really upset with him being a comedian. And we kind of just took that story and built it into the whole movie. So in the movie, he goes home. He's an actor trying to make it uh, in Hollywood. And his mom sort of bullies him into coming home to Daly City, Mm -hmm. which is near San Francisco. Uh, for the weekend. So the whole movie takes place over two days in Daly City and it's called Easter Sunday because that's what that's the weekend Easter she Sunday. wants him home. That's so fun. Something else I want to tell you about Jay. So like how I am rather proficient in the epic beard, Jay is <laughs> profoundly epic in the cop stash, which I'm a little disappointed <laughs> I'm not seeing it right now, but maybe I can I can hope that is there a cop stash in the movie? Uh, no, I play an agent. I play his Hollywood talent agent. And Great. so I'm just like this, you know, I'm kind of slick and whatever. I mean, the gag that I play is that I, I constantly want to get off the phone with him. So I keep telling him I'm driving over Mulholland or I'm going, uh-huh. going up Coldwater or whatever. Going through it's the just, canyon. Just, you know. Oh, that's an, fun. Yeah. yeah You're totally so good fun. at that. You have, I mean, I, I remember watching, I mean, obviously a lot of people know you from Super Troopers. Did you direct those as I well? Did. You I did. I did, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Wait, Jay, how long have you how long have you been directing? You know, I started my comedy group, which was Broken Lizard, Broken Lizard when I was yeah. 19. And I started directing videos for that group when I was 19. Is that out of Chicago? What city were it you It was in? out of the, the school Colgate University in upstate New York. But I directed my first feature film when I was, I think, 24 or 25. Uh, and that went to Sundance. And then the next movie was Super Troopers, which sold at Sundance. So huge. I've been doing it since I was like early, like early 20s, you know? It's so like, crazy. Just you're... like Steven Spielberg, who started when he was a kid. You were saying the king of Hollywood. And I was like, you're not far behind, Jay. You're building up quite the... Uh... You know, I mean, I, I, I've now made 10 films and 150 episodes of television. So when did you get into TV? I was looking back. I feel like it was a... Wait, we were so lucky to get you on Psych, I remember at the time. Like, it was a big... We were so excited when you came up to, oh, to do it. And then you, you ended up doing four Plus, we always had such a good time when you came up yeah. to direct. Because <laughs> we don't really, you know, we didn't, we never partied unless you were there. That's it. <laughs> Next question, I got some bonus J on Warehouse 13. That's oh, yeah, right. that's right. That's right. That's when did right. you get into TV? Well, I, uh, the first film I made was called Puddle Cruiser, and it was a, a film we shot at Colgate. It was about just a college, it's a college story. And NBC bought the television rights to that. And so we wrote a, half hour uh pilot and then we shot it almost got on tv like all pilots yeah. uh uh didn't go but um <laughs> it was a great it was really great uh, and then judd apatow saw that pilot and he decided because he called me up he goes hey you know i saw this pilot you did called uh, it was called safety school Wait, and he goes that yeah. was really good he goes that was really good they should have nbc should have done it and I said, yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm shocked you saw it. And he goes, well, I, I just figured since they didn't do it, I figured I'd just do the same idea. So he goes, I did Undeclared. And now I have it on Fox. And he goes, would you direct this oh my God. show that I just kind of did because Stole you did it? And I'm you. like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So I did about <laughs> four of those. And then I, you know, I the Fox that. executives, um, they liked the work that I did there. So they said, well, why don't you come do this show um, uh, what's it called? Arrested Development. Uh, oh, that so show. I, I did. That show. I, I did a bunch of those in the like the early episodes. We were kind of sort of still figuring out what that show was, and then from there, I just kind of you know, I just kind of worked for Fox, and then I worked for NBC, and then ABC, and you know, it just keeps going. You know, we I was making Dukes of Hazard, and we needed a right. uh, like kind of like a bad guy, right? Warner Brothers is just like hire the most famous person you can get, and we'll pay him. Uh, and so I talked to McConaughey. That's and right. He, and he was like, I don't know, I'm, you know, you know, like he wasn't the lead. Right. He was just going to be this like race car driving dude. And he's like, I don't know, man. You know, and then he just said he decided not to do it. And <laughs> and Warner Brothers is like, we need somebody famous. I'm like, no, nah, I think what we need is like somebody super funny. And this dude, James Roday, auditioned for us. And he's fucking hilarious. Right. And they're like, ah, who is he? He's nobody. Right. And so we, we they kept having me try to get famous people, famous people. And, and the thank God they were all like, well, I'm not the lead. I'm not going to do it. And at the end, they're like, fine, you can have Roday. And I was like, yes. And oh. Because it was the one time Matthew did not say, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. And, and then Roday is like suddenly down there and he can't believe he's this huge part Vill of this world. He can't believe yeah. it. He's like, I don't even know. How did that happen? And then, so then we're like, shooting a scene with Burt Reynolds oh, and yeah. he's like he pulls me aside he goes I don't know man 
I just don't know. There's that's Burt Reynolds. And I, what am I supposed to? Why am I even here? Oh and I'm my like, God, are you, serious? are you kidding me? And he goes, I don't know if I can do it. Oh my and, God. And Burt Reynolds hears him and goes, let's go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And he takes Roday and they go walking. And I don't know what the hell they talked about, but they're basically like, Burt Reynolds was like, you're going to be okay, kid. Don't worry oh. about me. Just do the lines, do the scene. And they come back and Roday's like, let's go. That's amazing. What a story. I knew it was a huge deal that he got that role. Like, I just remember in the process of it and other people auditioning and whatever, it was like huge. And that was before um, Beer Fest? Uh, It was before Beer Fest. Yeah, yeah. That's right, because after that, I was like, (laughs) of course I wanted him in Beer Fest. And uh, he played the courier in Beer Fest. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Who... Who brought the bottle of beer to the Germans, and then they they uh, filled all of his orifices with uh, tubes and, yes. and drowned him in 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 beer. That and my dad was funny. on the set at the time, and he goes, "You know that will kill him." And I said, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, Dad, that's the that's what they're trying to do." And he goes, "That's not very nice." <laughs> <laughs> oh dad oh, that is so sweet that's so sweet he was worried about him yeah he, he was, was like that's real him. what you're doing right now is real yeah that will it's, kill him that will kill him oh. he's, a, he's a doctor I'm, so he knows yeah yeah, yeah he, he was just trying to save you uh, a mm-hmm. lawsuit or something yeah God. i don't know which movie i'm gonna rewatch tonight am i gonna watch beer fest again or am i gonna watch dukes of hazard again <laughs> Dukes is uh, so great too, and and that was Sean William Scott, right? And then yeah, Sean William Scott and uh, Johnny Knoxville Johnny and Knoxville. Burt Reynolds and Willie Nelson and Jessica Simpson and uh, Linda Carter and Joe oh, Don so Baker. Cool. So cool! Yeah. And you directed. Yeah. I when I was looking you up uh, the, the an episode, I think we just missed each other by like a uh, an episode. But I did the season of Lethal Weapon. You directed. I just oh, don't yes. think. We you weren't did. in the same. I don't think we were in the same one. Yeah, I was no, doing a no. Yeah. Uh, but Sean, it was, uh, mostly Sean. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and, and Damon Wayans Senior. So then, uh, so what? So the, so Beer Fest was probably oh six. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 06. And then this yeah. was oh eight. Right, right. We That's were right. so lucky. We were so lucky <laughs> to, to get you. Well, I mean, you know, anywhere Roday was, I was like, yeah, I'll go there. Sure, why not? That'd I love it. Why I love not? it. And then, uh, so, okay, in addition to uh, the gazillion things you have happening right now, um, I just discovered uh, you also have an app. Yes, so... Okay. I create... Okay, so let me go. It goes a little back in time. So 20 years ago, Super Troopers comes out at Sundance, and we're the toast of Sundance. Everybody loves the damn thing. Fox Searchlight buys it. We're like, oh, everybody loves us. Then the movie comes out a year later. That's because it's genius. I appreciate that. The a year later, it comes out, and on Rotten Tomatoes, we get a 36% fresh rating. And I was irate. I'm like, <laughs> what? Everybody at Sundance loves us. And I was like, who the who are these reviewers? Right? They're just they're just strangers with with great writing jobs. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know when the last time I went up to a stranger on the street and said, hey, what movie should I see? I mean, that's, <laughs> what, that's what we're doing, right? And when you take them all together and you group them up and then 
you're really like, uh, did they go to college? Did they smoke weed? Did they drink beer? Do they, you know, <laughs> yeah. we got a review for Beer Fest from a woman in Arizona called Grandma's Reviews. And her nope. review was, nope. I didn't like Beer Fest. I thought there was too much drinking. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what, Grandma? That was the whole point. So, it's called Beer Fest. That's right. I love it. This is so great. I want to tell stories. I want to, and I want to hear all of your stories, Jay. And I also um, want to talk about the, um, oh, wait, what else do you have coming up? So you have Easter Sunday coming out. I feel like I looked you up and you had several other. Uh, well, we have another movie that we made with Broken Lizard. It's called Quasi, and it's set in 13th century France. And uh, my friend Steve Lemmy plays the hunchback, and then my friend Paul Soder plays the Pope. I think it's really rare with all the work you've done. And I know others in, in Broken Lizard have gone on to do other things, but that you guys always keep coming back. Like you keep the band together. It's really well, cool. You know, we met when we were uh, 18, you know, before we had ambition. So we're true. <laughs> we're true friends. Like when we make a movie, they pay us money to hang out with our best college friends and crack jokes. And then they send us on a drinking tour to promote it. And you're like, why would we ever not do that? I mean, we're gonna you're gonna have to pry that thing from my dead hands. I can tell you yeah. that. I'll be, you know, we're gonna go all the way to the end. I love that. That's how we feel, you know. I feel like in this weird way, even though it wasn't college, but it was still almost 20 years ago now that that we all met and we're all just as close, if not closer. Tim and I are still here. We're still making these psych movies. I we know. Made... Every year they're it's still crazy. making those psych movies. I'm like, damn it. I want to direct one. I know. Steve has directed everyone so far. I would get love. it. I would, would too if I were him. Would you? You should come be in one if nothing else. Though. I would love to. Yeah. I would love to be in one. I mean, we're hoping that we get to keep doing it every yeah. um, every year. But I, I've, I yeah. got to be in one of those psychs. You did. Bollywood, right? Bollywood, yeah. Bollywood mystery or something. I don't yeah. know. It was. I got to play a choreographer in that. Bollywood homicide. That's Bollywood right. Bollywood homicide. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and what were you doing in Vancouver? I feel like we were all out to dinner last year and ran into you. Yeah, I was making Easter Sunday. Oh, you're making. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I remember uh, you saying you were making a movie up there. Yeah, yeah. And I heard you guys were in town making a movie, so. And then we happened to be at the same restaurant on the same that's, night, that's which was right. so, so nice because in the middle of uh, COVID that, that I loved that restaurant because they had that huge outdoor patio. It was really, right. felt really good. Um, uh, you guys were with Dulé, right? With yeah, that, that, it was yeah. Uh, me, James Dulé and Jasmine. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, right, right, right. We were having a. We're having a nice little drink for a nice little reunion. It was like, uh, I think everybody was just so happy to be working after yeah. everything. I was still in quarantine. That's why I wasn't invited. That's right. You were still in quarantine. You guys are lucky to have this. Like the, yeah. the idea that you get to keep coming back together and making another movie. <laughs> it's like, this is the, I, you know, I, I directed, uh, I don't know how many, maybe uh, eight or nine or 10 communities. Yeah. Uh, and they were always like six seasons in a movie. That was their mantra. And they got to the sixth season, but they'd never make the movie. And there's this constant online struggle. Are they going to make a movie or not? I'm like, look at the site guys. They're on like the fourth movie, right? Yeah. It's, I, we can't believe it sometimes. I mean, I, uh, and, and on the, the series wrapped in 2013 and we didn't make the first movie until 2017. 
So wow. a ton of time had passed. A ton of life had passed. Many things happened. Uh, and, and here we were four years later, just as close as we'd ever been. Maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe closer. And, and we, it's just this gift we get to keep doing every year. And now we're making this podcast, which has been so fun because we get to reconnect with everybody and kind of yeah. relive it. But it's not this thing of the past. It's actually still alive. It's right. just, it's fun to sort of go back to the origin story of everything and then be like, holy hell, we still get to make these. We still get to do this. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And, you know, your show, you know, just when I got to watch it again, I'm like, it's it's the rare, it's almost a unicorn in that it's a full-on comedy, but it's an hour long. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, you know, the show Chuck, I, I directed a bunch of those and they were... They they were they were comedy as well, but there were all these dramatic scenes that were in it as well. There's some there's some drama in this, but no, you know, not that much, right? I mean, yeah. this is like the the one hour comedy that is. Uh, I mean, you never see it. You just never see it. Yeah, you don't. It is truly that, and it stays really light. And I also feel like with Peacock and I guess the movies too, bringing people back to it. We're finding now like people who watched back in the day, now their kids are watching or kids yeah. are discovering it for the first time. And people who are listening to the podcast are discovering it for the first time. It's been, it's, it's so cool. And that's why I, even in you talking about like Broken Lizard, just understanding how special it is to have um, those kinds of relationships over this kind of time in our, yeah. in our business. It's uh, it's rare and it's special. Yeah. And we get to reconnect I, with our friends like you. I mean, I can't tell you how happy I am to be on this podcast. I mean, I'm really <laughs> like, I'm like, wow. Particularly watching it and being like, because I, you know, we did have such a good time and yeah. we made a great thing too. I mean, yeah. you know, that sh the show is great. It's not good. It's great. If you know me, you know, I've been obsessed with Thrive Cosmetics for a while now. Not only... Do they make incredible makeup, like their Liquid Lash Extension Mascara, brownish black shade to be exact, but cause is in the name for a reason. Every purchase from Thrive Cosmetics supports organizations that help women thrive. Thrive Cosmetics' message is incredible and inspiring. For every mascara, eye brightener, lip gloss, etc. purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. Plus, the makeup is stunning, you guys. It's so, so beautiful. These are high-performance beauty and skincare products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. That means no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates. Certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. My favorite it's true, is the ultra-lengthening mascara. It mimics the looks of lash extensions. I am obsessed. No glue and no expensive salon prices. It's just really, really, really beautiful. I wear it every day. Uh, I also have the eye brightener, which helps me look like I've had plenty of restful sleep, even if I hadn't. We were celebrating Tim's birthday just a little too late. It's a vibrant, well-rested look in 13 shimmering shades. And while I'm at it, their leave-on lip serum treatment is amazing and nourishes and restores dull, dehydrated lips. I have actually tried this uh, after like being in the sun for a while and hiking. It's summer, you guys. It's so good. It's so good. 
It gives your lips a smooth, glossy look and plumps and smooths while hydrating. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash pineapple. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash pineapple for 15% off your first order. I feel like this episode really, um, we got into, I think, more action and and that sort of adventure feel, like almost like that Indiana Jonesy adventure yeah. feel. Yeah. And I remember as... Uh, uh, I remember the helicopter was a battle. That's all I remember. I don't know what the deal was, but it was e- it was either a budget or the timing of the day or something. But I know that that helicopter shop, when it happened, I was like, or when I saw it, when I was, I was rewatching the episode, I'm like, what is the story with the helicopter? I knew it was I something. Know. Do you remember? I, I, well, when I saw the helicopter in this episode, I was like, oh, I was sh- I was shocked again. Yeah. Because it was such a big deal. There's like yeah. guys with guns hanging out of a helicopter. Yeah. And I'm like, oh right. Because it was in it was in that script. And and the uh, the line producer, I can't remember who that was, but uh he was just was like, You're not getting a real helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> of course. He's spending the, he's the one keeping the budget intact. And, and I'm yeah. like, no, we kinda I mean, we need a real helicopter here. And you know, I, in the feature business we get a helicopter and I kind of, you know, bullied him into getting a helicopter. Good. But, but it was it worked. A, incredibly valuable uh, a moment in this show because you're like God, this is really big. And those it's, dudes yeah. have guns and they're hanging outside the helicopter. You're like, yes. uh-oh. Yeah. Like it, you felt like it could go, like that episode could go anywhere. And then it, it did, you know, yeah. all the way to the helicopter. It, Such an incredible shot. Yeah. And then J- James is like, I think we're going to get to ride on Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so crazy. That's so, it was so funny. That was probably my biggest memory from this one. Um, Cause we were in the interrogation room most of the time. Well, how about I dive in? I'm going to, um, Tim, do you have any firsts in this one? I didn't. I think I've got three. Shut up. Really? Oh, I must've been like half watching or something. How I could I be overstepping and sell my concert, my concert high, but, um, we'll see. I think, uh, to start off with the greatest adventure in the history of basic cable titled episode for those of you paying attention and playing at home. I think this is one of the first episodes without a murder. Oh. oh, that's right. Nobody's oh. actually um... murdered. Although there's <laughs> lots of there's lots of threats of murders. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's but, some uh, gunplay. I thought about that too. I feel like we the, we haven't had a lot of that on the show yet. This one really upped the up the game and the yeah. effects and the the drama. All right. So episode four, the greatest adventure in the history of basic cable. This was written by Josh. By Sal. And Josh, he wrote on a show I had done like in 2003 before this. And we, we did a little show together called It's All Relative. And I was so happy when he got to do this show as well. It's such a small freaking world now. Do you know Josh? Jay? I love Josh by He's a big talent. Um, big this time. episode was really well written. Yeah. When I finished watching it, I'm like, that was the greatest adventure on Basic Cable. <laughs> I really was like, this is really adventurous. Uh, and We don't lie. No, it was dead trip. Anyway, yeah. all right. So, greatest adventure in the history of Basic Cable. Pineapple sighting. I completely missed this. Tim, did you I catch it? I missed it, too. I missed it. Yeah, no one got it. Okay, the cookie jar in Henry's kitchen is shaped like a pineapple. 
He also has a plastic pineapple in his living room when he answers Sean's call. And there is one painted on the cave wall. Devin, amazing job. I did not see it. Which is so obvious. How did we miss those, Max? How did we miss the cave wall, which I thought was so cool? I didn't even, it didn't even click that there was a, oh, a pineapple there. Oh, the cave there. wall. Oh. Yeah. Where there were like pictographs, right? And like, yes, uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, cold open, Monday, 8.15 p.m. Sean, Gus, and Henry sit in an interrogation room. Chief Vic, Lassie, and Jules sternly walk in asking, where's the gold? To which Sean replies, that's a very long story dating back 20 years. Flashback to 20 years ago, Sean's uncle, played by Steven Weber, who I thought was so good. Can I say one thing? Yes. In that opening scene, James has that great joke about it being illegal to give a perm to a possum. Yeah. I wrote that down. That's what I, I was like... I'm on the right show here. <laughs> I'm that kind of joke. There's also a moment in this first interrogation scene where Sean looks right, or James looks right at the camera just for a second. Did he anyone does. else catch this? No, oh, it was so good. I loved the music. That was the other thing I wrote down. I felt like the music in this episode was very fun and adventure Um, Okay. I can't get another minute into the podcast without saying how great you looked in this episode, Maggie. You had like a little bit of matan. You, you had a glow in this oh, episode. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> I thought so. I thought the same uh, uh, with you too. I think there was something really nice. One of the things I wrote down was I kind of loved that we have this big, bright, sunny show. It's almost always daytime. The sun's always out. Every scene is very warm and lit. And there was something very cool about starting this off with like, well, it started 20 years ago in the storytelling and it's darker. Like the yeah. room, the, the lighting, it's really, and it's also very pretty. I, t Tim, I thought you looked stunning. I think I had well. a new haircut for this one. There was, there was little, <laughs> my hair was a little sassier than usual. Yeah, the hair was especially, especially good. I think I had a little bang happening too, which uh, was bold. I like this part of the podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, dang. <laughs> I think I have another first. Tell um, me. This was the first episode, certainly of season three, without, this is going to be a very... Uh, for uh, those of uh, those of you playing along who do the the Pepto Pink drinking game, drinking game, yeah, my episode. I don't think there's any Pepto Pink in this episode. You're wearing I was a, um, really missing it. A very dark sweater under your under your brown jacket, which I can only describe as a British racing green. Hmm. Wow, hmm. Tim, specific and hmm. and and spot on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love it. No, it's really good. I was a little disappointed there was no bright, bright O'Hara colors in this one. Uh, no, I really was missing the pink, but I, I think it goes with the tableau of the episode as well, especially like us being in the woods and the brown and the green and the thing. Jay, yeah. did you plan all of that? I did. I yeah. did. They said, what about pink? I'm like, nah, not this time. We want British time. racing green. <laughs> so all of you who stay sober this episode, blame Jay. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, okay. the uh, interrogation room, 12 of the pages were in that room of what is basically a, like a 40-page script. It was no joke. We were yeah. in there a long time. You got, yeah. you made it very interesting and creative with like the other side and, you know, but I, I had that thought of like, we had Jay. I kept waiting. I'm like, I know this gets really adventurous at some point. I'm like, we have to use him wisely, <laughs> not, not not just be in an interrogation room. And then it really, uh, it really yeah, makes it up. Yeah, took off. The cylinders opened up, and and this was an amazing episode for me because I got to do all the scenes with my dear friend Maggie in yeah interrogation room. And we were not, you and I were not out stuck out in the woods, running in the in the mud. No, I, I also had the thought, too, of like, oh, we probably worked the couple days that were in the interrogation room that yeah. we do have that shot at the end. But Tim and I were probably in L.A. for, for a good chunk of this one because um, 
anything that was out and and that was outside of the interrogation room but that one scene we were yeah, I mean, we were, we were out there in the woods a long time. <laughs> and you guys. There was, a lot, there was that mud thing and trying to get Dulé's shoe to get stuck. And, you know, we were, there was a whole lot of things There was a on. boat as well. A boat. Yeah. yeah it was right. no joke. It was a no yeah. joke episode. Did we have an extra day for this? Do you remember? Yes. I feel like. We yes. did. We had to. It was too, it was too much. Yeah. We tried to do much. these hour long episodes. And I know we've talked about it before on the podcast where most hour long shows get eight days. We had seven. Yeah. And so it was, it was, it was, and we, we did a really good job of making it, but there were some times that a script would come in. It's like, we have to, we have to get eight. I'm glad you got yeah. the extra day, Jay. Yeah, me too. You deserved it. Thank you. Um, 20 years ago, Sean's uncle, played by Stephen Weber, who is fantastic in the episode, uh, speaks at career day, posing as Sean's dad, only for Henry to show up and ruin all the fun. Okay, flash forward to Sunday night. Henry and the boys walk back together after watching a movie. They notice someone sneaking around in Henry's home. Henry grabs his stun gun, only to find out it's Uncle Jack with a treasure map. In a very Lasseter move, the stun gun is hidden in the bird the birdhouse. Yeah, it is a very Lasseter move. Do. I uh, loved it. That Weber <laughs> is such. Uh, I remember meeting him and being like, I mean, he's such a charming guy. Like he is he's very so charming, charming and funny, and just he was like, he goes, "What do you think if I pronounce it Argentina?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, hell yeah! And he goes, "So like, just do it." I'm like, "Yeah, go for it." He goes, "Okay, okay I'll do it." And then it was sort of this thing where he was like, "What about this?" and "What about that?" I'm like, "Great, do it. Let's go." He had the right instincts. Oh uh, yeah. For, for like the tone of the show, like the silliness was, you know, uh, it wasn't just <laughs> you know uh, Sean and 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 Dulé. Like yeah, uh, you know he got he he got into it too. It was fun. Yeah. We're so lucky when we get guest stars who come up to play. Yeah. Yeah, he really did. And and likewise, we had a director and you as well who was so like, I don't know that anything ever got suggested to you that you would be like no, unless it was just a. Too, too expensive or you're always down like to play yeah i mean we can always try it i mean it, to me the important thing is that it fit the tone of your show you right. know if the, if the joke fits the tone of your show great or we can rewrite it to make the joke fit the tone of your show but it, that's the best stuff is like when people yeah. are thinking about it and they're thinking about the tone and they go oh what about this you're like, yeah that'll be great that'll be great yeah, i doubt you would you would ever like be like hang out i gotta make a call i gotta call the writer on this one no. Ah. So you just no. Made game, game, field game day decisions. No, no it's so we'll fun. With the writer, we'll shoot with the writer's words. We're always going to do that, right? But yeah. we'll just shoot some extra fun stuff. Of course. That's yeah. a, that's what was always so fun. I love that you were like, yeah, let's try it. Let's do it. Yeah. Always. Always. No, we're not going to ask. We're not going to ask permission. Um, <laughs> Argentina. Argentina. I can't even do it. <laughs> back at the interrogation room, Jules and Lassie watch through the glass as Sean uncomfortably smiles back at them, almost as if he can see them. This was the funny. Amazing, um, great throwback to the one-way glass gags we, we did. That we do. We milked so much out of that one-way glass on the series, which was always one of my, some of my favorite bits were the one-way glass bits. Yeah. yeah, me so. Henry asked to be placed in a different interrogation room so he can tell the story more efficiently since John keeps, Sean keeps joking around. During the treasure hunt, Sean, Gus, and Uncle Jack pose as Spanish professors. Yes, Tim. Okay, I think here's my, I believe I'm, Almost positive this is a show first. Yes. When uh, Sean refers to me as Lacedophilus. There's a first thing I wrote down in all caps. 
Blast it off the list. Look at us being all so simpatico. I loved it. And I, uh, I don't think, what, oh my God, Jay, do you remember? I didn't write the whole name down. But I think it's in the scene when they introduce Dulé and Sean and who they are. It was, uh, oh yeah. wait, oh yeah. Juan, oh yeah. hold on. <laughs> right. James was Juan Priestley. Uh-huh. Right. And <laughs> and and Dulé is and it was like five names and I'm yes. sure yes uh, one of the psychos will will totally give us um, I think rift yeah because I'm sure Stephen Weber is speaking <laughs> speaking fake Spanish yes <laughs> I mean, it was hilariously fake Spanish and then I love when those when they both go yes together yes. <laughs> so that i wrote down was maybe a psych first because over the years their yes mm -hmm. continued but it turned into jess which <laughs> is a j y e s uh-huh and uh -huh. so and we still send each other texts but i think this was the first psych yes uh, uh that they did together like that it was so funny and then it was like, so funny we skipped over one joke yeah. that I want to talk about, which is like, Sean, I don't know what the Q, what the Q line is, but he says, that's like asking me if I want my own jetpack or if yeah. I wanted to be a koala bear. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to be a koala bear, of course, Clearly. obviously. Obviously. <laughs> All right. How, what, what, okay, so I'm going to keep talking about their Spanish professors. They tour uh, a historic building since there may be a clue there. As they arrive at the first clue's location, they get shot at by three mystery men. This was a big deal. Shootouts were a big deal on our show. I don't know that we'd had any yet. That would have been an attempted murder. Mm -hmm. You are it, correct. You are right. correct. Tim. That's right. That's right. Back, uh, hold on. Back at the interrogation room, Jules, Jules, snaps at Sean, telling him to stop messing around. Sean loves it. I love that I got to slam my hand down and act like I'm tough. This was so, you were so great in this speech. Was I? I feel like yeah, I was like, you, you, you were great. to stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were great. And then he, no. and then he gets turned on by it. Yeah. Uh, and then your chief says, let me be frank. <laughs> and he says, well, that makes me Dean and Gus can be Sammy. And Gus is like, why do I have to be Sammy? He goes, exactly. oh, you want to be Joey Bishop? Is that what you really want? <laughs> this bit was so hilarious. It's next level. It's I so funny. Max, after your, after your um, O'Hara badass speech, yeah, Lasseter gives you a little damn girl look. Yes, he does. He's impressed, too. Uh -huh. I wasn't messing around. No. Nah. No. I didn't always do that, but when I did it, it everyone took it seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is a case where like you really took the lead in this interrogation, which I liked a lot. Um, I do after a little while. Yeah, I liked I liked that too. I felt like the whole um, I felt like we were balanced. I feel like you usually have the lead on the interrogation stuff, and this was this one tipped a little more my way. But I also was like, oh, it's Sean, so I can probably manipulate this a little better than you can because he has a crush on. I was playing a little more exasperated head and hand Lassiter. Yes, you, you were. You were. You were. You were over it. You were the okay. hardcore uh, O'Hara, which I like. Huh. I, I always love hardcore O'Hara. In my British racing, racing green. All right. <laughs> we find out the mystery men from earlier were actually Uncle Jack's old partners. While Sean, Gus, and Uncle Jack are tied up by Jack's old partners, Sean claims he has to pee while fidgeting around, he notices Gus has a phone strapped to his leg. It's his work phone. This whole bit, Jay. <laughs> so good. So good. The angle is shot perfectly. It's so good. 
Does your probiotic contain clinically studied strains? Meet one that does. Ritual's Symbiotic Plus contains two of the world's most studied strains with over 350 publications of human clinical trials. So what makes the components so clearly ritual? They're science-backed and research-stacked, especially when stacked up against the leading direct-to-consumer and top-selling probiotics on the market. Ritual is more than a probiotic, you guys. It's a three-in-one with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. I love Ritual because everything is sourced with such integrity and responsibility. All of their different sources are vegan and easily traceable, and that is so important. I love Ritual. I have to take a probiotic every single day just to keep everything in check. Y'all know I'm celiac, all that. And I love this one so much because I can actually trust that it's doing what it says it's going to do. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide, your insides. There's no more shame in your gut game. That's why Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash pineapple to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. I, I there's just some next level moments in this one. Yeah, I mean, we were in, <laughs> we were in that, in that cabin, and of course, Gus has the phone, which he doesn't want to burn any more minutes on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> they're tied they, up. <laughs> they somehow get it off, and they call the Chinese restaurant, which yeah. is fantastic. That's so good. And then they they do this gag where they fall. The two guys, Gus and uh, and Dule, or uh, Dule, they fall together. Boom. Yeah. And I, I convinced them uh, to get a stuntman. Um, They were going to do it on their own. Yeah, but I'm like, you know, having having worked with Burt Reynolds, uh, Burt endured so many injuries as a stunt as when he did his own stunts. Uh, And I said to to Roday, I'm like. You don't want to end up there, pal. That is uh, that is so sweet of you, because I could see both of them kind of being like, nah, nah, we're fine. Although I feel yeah. like Dulay would be more inclined to get a stuntman than James. But all right. Sean dials Henry to tell him they're tied up in a cabin. When they arrive at Henry's house, they realize his home is trashed by Uncle Jack's old partners. They were searching for a special key that Uncle Jack hid. Sean and Gus want to continue the journey, but Henry defiantly quits, but then comes back around and joins in. <laughs> Thank is you, this, Devin. Is this the 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 scene where Roday says it, there are a lot of things that don't make sense, like why the oxygen network carries Goodfellas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Just as they all head off on the treasure hunt, yet again, a car follows them. Sean, Gus, and the team run through the forest as the Goonies from earlier chase them. This whole sequence, Jay, was so cool and so fun. I know it probably wasn't the easiest to shoot. And I also <laughs> noticed that a lot of it, a lot or several scenes were in White Rock, which is also like yeah. an hour outside Vancouver. Also not easy. Not the easiest yeah. to, to shoot. Um, yeah, we uh, this was a beast. Sean, Gus, and the team run through the forest as the Goonies from Right. A helicopter arrives with guns pointed at them. Uncle Jack runs off, but at least the rest of them can ride in a helicopter. Um, There's a moment, I think it's Weber says something, goes, are you the real man? <laughs> yeah. And, 
which is overdue yeah, yeah at that point funny. i don't know yeah. uh, Dile hill is a very funny comic he's he is comic. he yeah. is and it's funny because like before psych i don't think anyone knew this side of him just how comedically talented he was. Back in the interrogation room, Sean realizes there is one last place to check for the treasure. Sean and Gus dig in a cave until Gus hits something with his shovel. They pull out a box with a satchel filled with gold. Sean knows that the guy doesn't work for the Spanish government, even though he claims he did. Oh, right. So back at the interrogation room, that guy shows up. That's right. Is this where, Maggie, where you have that great joke about the best diet ever? Best diet ever? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got salmonella poisoning when I was in Paris. Also, the idle hands joke, I believe, happens in there. That's yeah. right. That's, that's like, great. that's Incredible. such a good joke. Was it like taking the devil out of, it's like, this is pointless or something? Because and you take, if you take this, it's something like, if you take the nudity out of idle hands, it makes it unwatchable. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is unwatchable right now. Which it's funny because today, I don't know if anybody really knows that movie. It was Devin Sawa, right? Like, yeah, I, I think I mean, or something. It was a long I, time ago, but yeah. it's, it's, it was very funny. Very funny yeah. joke. Um, so he and Gus run off with the treasure. They also run into Uncle Jack's old partners at the same time. Gus complains because he lost both of his Puma shoes at this point. Yeah. Poor thing. He's always getting his foot stuck in something. <laughs> I feel like in episodes, he's there's an episode in season one where he like his foot gets stuck in a he, he gets just caught in scary the, in the, Yeah, poor Gus. Uh, just in time, Uncle Jack arrives. He says they can't come in the car, but to meet him at their special spot later that night. So of course, that special spot. This is the third Red Robin shadow in as many episodes. We're almost there. Oh wait, we're almost to Red Robin. Are we at Red Robin? We're not there yet, but he, he says. Um, We'll the place you. where we used to go to bur for burgers and shakes. And James yes. goes, Red Robin. There's this, also this little joke where James says the many nicknames that he calls Roday, including Home Skillet. Yes. And <laughs> Gus is like, don't call me Home don't. Skillet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny watching them over time. He, I feel like as episodes go on now, because we started the nicknames, that he, he, he asks more permission uh, and he tries many different names on over time. And I think we have a whole bit about this in one of the first movies where I think he he has to get approved and he goes through something like 10, 15 names. It's very funny. That's in Last Come Home. Is it Last Come Home? Oh, so it's part of the series. Yeah. Mm. He has to get <laughs> approval from him because they're so ridiculous. Uh-huh. Uh, the police show up. Henry and Sean nod at each other. Apparently, Sean gave Jules a note mentioning the Spanish, go Spanish government official wasn't real. And that she smelled nice. The cops show up. You hopping out of the, out of the, the car with your <laughs> with your gun pulled again. Back to the the badass O'Hara. It was a uh, serious. I was. Yeah. Uh, you were not messing around in this one. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was. I was in it. I was real in it. Yeah. I didn't get to do that that often, Jay. It was fun. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. It was great. I mean, you came yeah. in and saved the day. I saved the day. I got the yeah. note and I saved the day. That's right. O'Hara um, got the badass cop on. I know. I love when I got to be J badass Juliet. It just wasn't. It wasn't that often. So when it happened, it was. I was all in. Mm. Sometimes overly. Sometimes too much. Um, apparently, John. Da, 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 she she knew to follow them and stop the Goonies just in time. Sean and Henry meet up at a Red Robin and talk out their feelings. Sean also reveals he replaced the gold coins with stones for Uncle Jack and that he's giving the real gold to the National uh, National History Museum. I loved this scene between the two of them because. This is the second time we have seen Henry 
like keep the truth quiet in order to protect Sean. There's like an earlier episode, Jay, with his mother, where Sean has spent his whole life kind of thinking that, you know, Henry kind of messed something up and that's what made her leave. And instead it was this that she left. But Henry just didn't want to tell him that because he held his mother in such a a high regard and they ended up working it out. It was fine. Okay, hold on. Henry and Sean split a strawberry milkshake and live another day. (laughs) Thank you, Devin. I love the ending. Um, Hey, that's the episode. Where O'Day was pissed off about this Red Robin thing. Oh, tell us. He was like, because the line was something like, isn't this Red Robin shake delicious? And he goes, I'm not doing it. I'm not saying it. I'm not doing this commercial. I'm not even. He was just like, I'm not doing it. Oh my and the Red Robin people had came onto the set and then they're like, we need the money. We got to do it for the money. And he goes, I'm not saying that. Right. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, yeah, I mean, and uh, finally we agreed on that line which is like this shake is delicious he goes we're in the red robin they're gonna know it's a red robin shake and well it is true shot of red robin yeah, yeah. He, he goes Before they're gonna know i'm not gonna say this red robin shake nobody would ever say that that's <laughs> very funny i can see rude saying that too like it's just not authentic we would never right. shout out the name you would he know. was mad but that's you know, his, his is the character who, who when we say to red robin in the show it's always James saying saying those words. Yeah, he, it's actually true. He loves Red Robin. He actually I know, loves but he it. just wanted it to be pure. He wanted no, it to I be know. right. I know, because that's Red Day. Robin Shake was a bridge too far for him. Yeah, right. No, so there we were many so, meetings about that. Many, are you serious? No, I'm really serious. This was a big deal. <laughs> it was a the, big deal. The Red Robin milkshake. I'm realizing this too, Tim. Did our sloppy Joe bits get cut out over over the years? Because I feel like in the first couple of seasons we had a lot of sloppy Joe moments, and I haven't. Have think, we not gotten? I don't think it ever made. I don't think it ever never made. Never made it. <laughs> we didn't. No one wanted to take our food seriously. We're just going. Hey, want a good sloppy Joe's? Yeah. And they didn't find it was it was a satisfying enough button for the scene. Yeah, no. I know. We thought so, it would be a cute character you know, thing. As Maggie and I were texting back and forth about who we could get to guest on this episode. We're like, do you think we can get Jay? And I was kind of like, I don't know if we're ever going to get Jay. And I I'm know. I thought so the same thing. glad we got you. Because <laughs> if, if we were making Psych now, you being so freaking busy and talented, there's no way we would get you to come direct our show. That's not true. I would definitely come. I would definitely come. So, Thank am, you, Jay. And, we're going to take you up on that. You able to, uh, and if you, if you decide uh, or you ever get to those other episodes I did, I'll come back. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna mark this and by the way the psychos are gonna remember this, Jay. Okay. So so you're on the hook now, okay? Great. I like being on the hook. Okay, good. We love we love having you. Well, we do have some fan questions. Oh, and I did just want to shout out again, Angel, when you came up and did Angel from Hell and how fun that was and how meaningful that was. Fun. That was. With Jane yeah. Lynch. Yeah, Jane, who I'm hoping will do she was in the next episode, right, Tim, or two more, two episodes from now. Yeah. Um <laughs> of Psych. She and I met on Arrested Development. Uh, and oh. we argued over a joke, um, and I, I, I kept, I kept suggesting to her that you know if you put the pause after that word, I think you'll unlock the funny of this line. Uh-huh. And she was like, "Who are you again?" Oh. And uh, and we were, like and Jane. she kept not putting the pause there. And then we went like, yeah, I'm like. And I was like, hey, you know, if you just put a pause right there, she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll try it. I'll try it. I'll try it. And then she wouldn't do it. And we were now going into like take eight. 
And oh. I'm, so I guess you're just not going to put the pause there. <laughs> and she goes, no, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'm like, action. And she does it. And she calls me over. She goes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we became friends. You have such a, um, you're, you're just a comedic you get it. And and I, I remember even doing Angel from Hell. I was the straight person. You know, I, I sort of had, she was the wild one and right. I had the straight role, which sometimes is hard because yeah. you 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 got to keep the scene alive and you're, you're reacting. And I remember I had to give a speech at one point. I don't remember exactly what it was. I remember... It was it was the episode you were directing, and we were there for a long time. It was like a very long thing, and I remember struggling with a line that you just came over and just like that. I think you were like, you know, maybe if you if you do it this way, it'll and it totally fixed it. Oh, I appreciate. I that. I remember it. I yeah. it was a party at the house. That's all I remember. I yeah. remember that about the scene, but and then that um, I remember that too. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I hope yeah. I got it. Did I ever get it? Yeah, of I feel course like, you got it. I feel like I don't we got move there. on until uh, it's gotten. That's what I thought because I, I also remember that about you. You kind of don't. You don't care that a clock is ticking. You no. don't care that these other other things are kind of happening. We're gonna make the day. Yeah, we're always gonna get there. And yeah. so you don't. There's no panic. There's no rush. It's like you know, take your time and get it right. And I, yeah. I love that about you. I, oh, I appreciate loved, that. Love that about working with you. I okay. That. Thank you for um, helping my beloved co-host and I podcast the shit out of this one we this <laughs> might be go see um easter sunday tomorrow yes wait we have a we have some fan questions but we'll oh, fly yeah. through them really quick okay out of the cast who would most likely go on a treasure hunt oh god that would be me and you tim no I question that. i would be like there's a treasure let's go <laughs> okay <laughs> um why do you think sean waited at red robin was he hopeful or naive he was both yeah. I thought, you know, like he believed he was his uncle would show up. There's so a real innocence to it. And he was hopeful. Yeah. yeah, it's sweet. It's actually really sweet. And oh. I, I wanted him to show up. I wanted Weber to show up. But uh, obviously the father and the son had to sort of make uh, up at the end. And that was yeah. a more important thing. But I felt right. I felt it hurt my heart that the uncle didn't show up. Yeah. In yeah. Our heart, the Funkle showed. Yeah. The Funkle. <laughs> right. um, was there actually a helicopter, which we sort of talked about? But yes, yes there was. Yes, definitely. There was and definitely was a, a helicopter. It was definitely a- <laughs> Jay wasn't going to come up and direct the episode unless there was a helicopter. Well, we did a damn no. helicopter. Yeah. It was in the script. <laughs> exactly. How do you fake? How do you write that in a script and fake it? I don't even know unless it was just going to look really bad with like wind and stuff and not actually see the helicopter. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. Thank you. Right. What do you think Uncle Jack has been up to all these years? Oh, dear. Is he is he out? Is he in prison? Not in prison? Is he? I like to think he's still searching. I mean, there are all those great um, documentaries about the sunken ships between Miami and the Bahamas. They're like hundreds of sunken ships down there and and yeah. there's treasure down there right i mean if you you know if you follow it like they do they do bring up you know hundreds of millions of gold galleons every now and then and yeah. uh, i like to think he's out there somewhere in a boat in the bahamas sleeping like with, sleeping with somebody's okay, we got, wife we got a shout out um uncle jack and our our resident treasure hunter oh Chris we do Turner. actually chris and beverly turner TheRingFinders.com. And Chris wears a um, a Roman coin around his neck that he mm-hmm. I think he unearthed in the UK one year. Yeah. 
We've talked about them a lot. They were the stand-ins for James and I on the show. And oh. they were they also have a side business of finding treasure, but finding um you can hire them to say, say you lose your ring, which a lot of people do, swimming or on the beach somewhere, or they will find your jewelry. They will find anything for you. Ring they will go on a mission. everybody. Yeah. Wow. They're the real, real deal. I love it. Gus missing that step. Happy, hilarious accident or on purpose? Uh, on purpose. It was on purpose. That yeah. was in the script. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just were building a little bit of slapstick into all the running around shots. He lost his shoe. He missed the step. Corbin got hit by the door. All designed. All designed. It was all good. Yeah. I feel like that step really was in the opening credits one season, too. I mean, that step, the misstep shot. There were a oh. couple of opening credit shots, like when they're walking up the steps and Dulé completely drops out of frame when he falls <laughs> in the in the beginning. That's part yeah. of the opening credits, I feel like, going forward from now Fantastic. on. Fantastic. Yeah. Love it. Um, it was all you, Jay. Yeah. Well, partly me. Okay. Where would you all hide treasure and what would the treasure be? Hang on, let me get a pen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'd almost like hide it in plain sight, maybe. Um, but also then you can't really have a map to go find it. And then that just takes away all the fun. But then my gut said like, I don't know, in like, wine you'd bottles wanna, you'd want to bury it in your backyard right i mean yeah you have to bury it in your backyard just so you could control the ground and, and then you'd want to keep it a, close yeah and then put like a little you know like a swing set over it or something you know something yeah. that's a pain in the ass to move exactly where i buried my treasure when i was seven years old <laughs> that's right i don't need some swing set in my backyard that's right damn it we sold that house <laughs> What would the treasure be, guys? Isn't treasure like treasure? I just, when I think of treasure, I think of how it was presented in this episode, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's but gold. It's got to be gold. It's got to be right? gold. We're not going to bury Bitcoin, are you? the no. balloon. <laughs> Bitcoin. Bury the Bitcoin. You can't. It's invisible. I know. I don't know what it's an it invisible is. I just coin. hear about it. Okay, let's recap. I would go Jay with has Just because it's got a case, so it's funny. What is it? Krugerrands. Krugerrands. Yeah. What's Krugerrands? Like a Dutch money or something. Oh, Kruger. Okay, got it. I was thinking it was like another Do Dogecoin or a Bitcoin or an invisible thing that those <laughs> things are. To recap, Jay Chandrasekhar is here and he has a movie coming out tomorrow. When you all listen to this, uh, we're saying Friday because it's Sunday for us. Called yep. Easter Sunday that everyone should see. Anything else, Jay, that you want to share? I think that's it. I think we did good. Yeah. And we're going to have you back since you oh, promised. Great. Thank you. Um, it was so good to see your face on the Zoom. It's yeah. so good to talk to you and connect anyway. I feel like, um, you know, we'll see you very soon. But good luck. And I can't wait to see the movie. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. guys. All righty. Bye now. All right. Bye. What an amazing episode. It was so, so fun. It really did feel like an adventure. I think it was one of the biggest episodes uh, we had done thus far uh, with all those stunts and everything else. And Jay directed the shit out of it. And we were so lucky to have him. And we were so lucky to have him today. Uh, thank you all again for listening to episode four of The Psychologists Are In. Follow us at our Instagram, at The Psychologists Are In, and our Twitter, at Psychologist Pod. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.